It seems that Paul was held accountable everywhere he went. Accountable. We all are accountable to God. If nobody else, we are accountable to Him. Would you stand if you're able? First um, Corinthians <coughs> chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Let a man so account of us as of, a, of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Father, help us to remain faithful. Help us to be good stewards of that which you have given us. Help us to use the abilities you have given us for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. What is a minister of Christ? You might have your own answer. You might say, well, a minister of Christ is our preacher. A minister of Christ is our deacons. A minister of Christ is our Sunday school teachers. I say a minister of Christ is anybody who is saved and names the name of Jesus. They are ministers of Jesus. And uh, if you, when you look at your bulletin there, it gives you um, the staff and uh, what have you. And then all the way down there it says, and ministers, everybody. Every one of us have an opportunity every day somewhere to share the love of God. If it's nothing else but, how you doing, my friend? God bless you. You don't have to know them. I've pulled up at a filling station. You don't know what that is. That used to be called a filling station. <laughs> and I got out, and as I made my way around and opening up the compartment to put the petrol in. The guy on the other side, I said, how you doing, my friend? He said, I'm saved and heaven bound. How about you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> It'll catch people off guard. We're ministers. We're ministers of Christ. Ministers, listen, is literally under roars. Under roars. Uh, we're not captains of the ship. This is not my church. I don't run this church. But we are galley servants. Galley servants. Under the captain's orders. We don't have to like it. He also said we're to be good stewards. Stewards is a servant who manages everything for his master. You know, I'm asking, what, what kind of stewards are we? We own nothing as, as ministers of the gospel. We own nothing. We're ministers and we are stewards of all the manifold blessings that God has given us. What do we do with those? Do we share those or we just keep them for our own self? You see, our responsibility is to be faithful to the Master. We are all accountable to Him. 
It's why it's best to get things settled here. Get it all settled here before we're called to the office. Okay? Get it all settled here. Matthew 6.33, we quote it a lot. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things that we think we have to have and do and what have you will take care of themselves. They'll come as they are needed, okay? But we're to be good stewards, good ministers of the Word of God and what God has blessed us with. So let's think about servants of God, okay? Servants of God. In, in fact, to be a true servant of God, a person's got to be saved. You can't fake it. You've got to be saved. Just get, get it settled, get it over with. And make it plain, make it clear, get it nailed down. Hey, I am a child of God because I have invited Him into my heart. I've asked Him to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse my heart. Get it settled. Don't go around wondering. Some people say, well, I, 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 hope, I hope I'm saved. My goodness, I don't want that kind of hope. Do you? I, I'm, I'm, my hope is in Jesus, all right? I don't hope I'm saved. I know I'm saved. What would it be like if somebody said, Kenny, are you married? Well, I, I, I hope so. I, or they, sometimes you ask the people, are they saved? They say, well, well, maybe. My, 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 well, maybe. <laughs> are you married? Well, my, my, I'm, <laughs> I ain't sure. You'll have to ask her. I'm not, so I'm not saved because my daddy was. I'm not saved because my grandparents were. I'm not saved because any uncle or aunt or any friend is saved. I'm saved because I made the decision. It's a personal, it's a personal thing. You can't do it for somebody else. God knows if we could, I would. But we can't. And you know what? We want it now. We want our loved ones saved now. We want them to be right with God now. But it don't happen that way. Um, you ladies who bake cakes, and you men, thank goodness for men who bake. You know, you you put it in the oven, and you got to wait on it, and hope it don't fall. You got to wait on it. I remember those days, and Mama would whoop up that thing and put it in the oven, and she'd warn us, "Don't come stomping through this house. You make the cake fall." I didn't understand that; had no clue. The first time I saw a fallen cake, I thought to myself, well, it don't look as good as a regular cake. And, uh, well, don't throw it away. Let me taste of it. Hey, it was good. It just wasn't pretty. But I could gnaw it down. Hey. So if you've got a fallen cake, it's sweet. Don't throw it out. <laughs> Bring it to me. No, I don't need it. We're not talking about what we need here. Servants of God, listen to me, I, I'm going I'm to give you uh, seven different things if I don't get messed up and forget where I am. If I don't give you seven, don't worry about it. First of all, we're talking about servants of God. Servants of God can be trusted. Think about it. Servants of God can be trusted. Had it said before, what do you do at that church? Do you tend to the lights and the heat and the air and all the money? And I, I said, wait a minute, I do the preaching. 
I don't mess with the lights. I certainly don't mess with the thermostats because they're digital. As I do not need to say anymore. I mean, you know about me and button pushing. <laughs> no, and I certainly don't count and don't want anything to do with the money. Servants of God can be trusted. Somebody has to do it. And you know, we always get this complaint. Well, I'm about to freeze to death. And you got the other side, I'm about to burn up. You know, we need to get together. If this side over here is hot and this side over here is cold, y'all switch. Do something. If somebody's cold and ain't got a coat, give them your coat. You can't have everything like we want it always. Some of us are going to be cold. Some are going to be hot. Some are going to be glad. Some are going to be mad. Some are going to be sad. And some can't wait till it's over. You know? But servants of God, listen, can be trusted in our words. If we say it, let's do it, okay? Not only in our words, but also in our deeds. If we say we're going to do it, let's do it, okay? Don't say you're going to do it and then not do it. Words and deeds go together. Servants of God can be trusted. Secondly, servants of, of, of God, uh, saved servants of God, um, they are, a, are very effective. Effective. They are eager in their work. They, they already got a vision, okay? They know what they want it to look like. They know what they want the outcome to be. And so they're willing to put in there and give it all they've got. They want to be effective, okay? Listen, what if every one of us who named the name of Jesus and are members of this church decided tonight, listen, I'm going to be effective. I'm going to witness for my Lord. I'm going to be effective. I want my walk to match my talk, okay? I heard somebody say, I want my audio to be, match my video. Okay? Keep it together. I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to be effective for Jesus. There's a lot to do around here. There's a lot to keep up with around here. I don't want that responsibility. That's why we've got different people located at different stations who are responsible and who have proved to be effective doing the different things, okay? Now, suppose, suppose tonight, when Sheila comes to me and she says, my fingers are hurting, I can't play the piano, and I want you to just sit over and do the best you can. And uh, Mark says, Larry, my throat's sore. I want you to go up there and lead the singing, and here's the solo. We'd have a mess on our hands, wouldn't we? We wouldn't be effective at all. I mean, you're talking about a, a hoot and holler show. Everybody, listen, everybody has their own little niche. Everybody has something they can do to make it effective. So that when a, 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 a visitor, a guest walks in, hey, we're not looking at, well, who's going to welcome them? Who's going to give them a bulletin? Who's going to tell them which way? Everybody's ministers. But some of us, some of us, we have different jobs that we are very good at, we are effective at, and we need to continue to do that. And not only should we be effective in it, but we ought to infect somebody else to be effective, okay? You understand? Infect somebody else 
to be effective in what they're doing. Eager in their work. And encourage others. Alright? Save servants of God. Love to worship. Love to worship. Mark, thank you for... I mean, I've heard comments about the service this morning. Uh, my soul, what a choir. And then when you turned around, I didn't know what you was going to do. But I'm glad you did what you did. And the choir singing a cappella, I mean, my God, I can't even spell it. But, wow. I mean, it just brought the service to life, did it not? Hey, it did. It was effective because people love to worship. I mean, we don't come together just to, uh, to, have a, to, to make a show, but we come together uh, to be effective for God. We come together to worship because we love to worship. First Thessalonians 5.14, uh, I'm not going to read these verses. First Thessalonians 5.14 through 25, in essence, here's what it says, Encourage the faint-hearted. Encourage those who are discouraged. Okay? On every pew, listen, they say the average, in average church setting, on every pew there's a broken heart. Somebody's upset about something. Somebody is downhearted about something and need a lift, okay? This is a hospital and not a hotel. We're here to help people who are hurting so that they can become a part of what's going on, what God is doing, and, and to bring them to the point that they will love worship. Hebrews 10.25 says we should not stay, keep away from the house of worship. We should join ourselves together in singing, in giving, in praying, and sharing the Word. Sharing the Word. I heard a pastor say one time, he said, You know, I sit in my office on Sunday morning and watch our people gather. He said, Nothing to me is more thrilling to see people getting out of their cars and headed into the house of God with their Bible in their hand. It's encouraging to see people bringing the book. And not only bringing the book, but, hey, writing. You can't remember all this stuff. It's impossible. So we write it down so we can look back at it. Servants of God. Save servants of God. We have access to God. Not everybody in this world has access to God. The lost, hey, they're wondering how to reach God. They're wanting a door to be open, and you and I are the ones to tell them, here is how you reach God. And sometimes, I mean, they, they may be saying, well, you know, I, I didn't know how to ask you. I was hoping you would bring it up. I didn't know how to ask you. And you know what the devil's telling us? I wouldn't say nothing to them about that. I wouldn't talk to them about that. You, you'll make them mad. Or they'll make fun of you. You see, the devil works both sides. He's not on one side or the other. He's working both sides. I think about these boys in these parades that... Uh, 
I don't know what you call these little buggies they have with toys hanging all over them, you know. I've watched them run down, working one side, and they'll be coming up the other side and, and crossing over. I mean, they're trying to get rid of everything they possibly can get rid of. Satan's not on one side. He is on both sides. He's working both sides. He's working the lost side, saying, don't pay no attention to that Christian. He's working on the Christian side, saying, hey, I wouldn't talk to them about that. You, you'll make them mad. You'll stir them up. See, he knows both sides. He was on the good side. Now he's on the bad side. You and I, hey, we've been on both sides. We've been on the lost side. And if we're saved, now we're on the saved side. So we know what it is to be on the lost side, so therefore we can tell somebody how to get off the lost side and get on the saved side. There is a difference. And when we think about this, you know, we I'm, I'm thankful we have access uh, to God. I want to turn over, you don't have to, to Romans 5, 2. I don't want to quote the thing and mess it up. Romans 5, 2. If I hear pages, then I'll wait before I read it. If I don't, I'll just jump on it. Romans chapter 5, verse 2. We're talking about saved servants of God have access to God. Romans 5, verse 2. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and we rejoice and we have hope of the glory of God. Okay, before Jesus came, you had the priest, you had the tabernacle, and you had the holy of holies, okay? You had to go through the priest. You weren't allowed into the Holy of Holies, but you had to go to the priest. Thank God today we don't have to go through a priest. We don't have to show up at the tabernacle. And listen, we have full access to the Holy of Holies because Christ is the head. He is the head. We have full access to Him. Okay? Saved servants of God. Listen. Are ready. Ready. Somebody say, ready for what? I'm ready for whatever. If it's time to pray for a dying person, I'm ready to pray for the dying person. If it's time to give God praise for some healing miracle that's taking place, I'm ready to pray in that order. If it's time to pray over a worship service, I'm ready to pray that order. If it's time to pray for closing a service, I'm ready for that order. Ready. Ready to what? Meet the needs that arise. Saved servants of God should never ever be caught off guard. Some of you played sports. I know what it is to play a little dab of basketball and fake, hey, I'm going this way and I went that way. I got right around. Gone. I was just so little I could shoot 20 legs. Where'd he go? I thought I was bad news until I went up to retrieve a layup, and a guy was much taller than me. He done got the ball and coming down this way, and this right here hit this right here. Wiped me out cold where I laid in the floor. <laughs> Are you ready? We need to be ready for whatever comes our way. Ready to give an account to others because the Bible says, Always be ready to give an account for those who ask you how you function like you do. 
The way I function, the way I do, is because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. In fact, my body, I have allowed my body to die to self and claim in Jesus. And the life you see me living now is not me, it's Jesus who lives in me. Ready. Ready to give an account to others. Ready to teach and to preach and to reach every person for Jesus. Sometimes it only takes a simple, how are you doing? Well, I'm not doing well. Well, when you ask that, you need to be ready to say, well, I have time to listen if you want to tell me about it. I have time to listen if you want to tell me about it. And listen, you may be the instrument that leads that person to where God can give the increase and that person be saved just by listening. Saved servants of God. Let me give you another one. Saved servants of God will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, according to Psalm 23. Six will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Listen, this is instant, okay? The moment we quit breathing and our heart stops beating, we're instantly where we prepared ourselves to go. If we're saved, we are instantly in the presence of Jesus. If we die lost, we are instantly in the presence of hell. There's no layover. There's no detours. And someone said there's no exits in hell. We need to understand and know that we're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let me give you a last thing. Saved servants of God are willing to sacrifice. A lot can be said about the word sacrifice. Romans 12, some of you probably know that. By heart, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. <clears throat> Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you. He's saying, I'm a begging you. Therefore, brethren, meaning he's talking to Christians, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God. That's the most reasonable thing you and I can do. And he says, be not conformed to this world. We know this world's on the wrong track. We know that there's, this world can't keep going like it's going. Be not Transformed by the but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. And why? He says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, to do His will, we know we're in we're we're in the perfect part of of God's life that's in our life. So when we think about sacrifice, we're going to have to do it, y'all. We've got to do it. If we intend here at First Baptist to do what's on the table to get done, we're going to have to sacrifice and go beyond that which we've been going, okay? We're going to have to be willing to go that second mile. It's going to cost us. It's going to cost us in time. 
It's going to cost us in our talent. It's going to cost us in our monies. We're going to have to go beyond the tithe. Hey, the tithe is supposed to be just what it takes to operate this ship. If uh, she needs repainting, it's going to have to come out of an offering. If one of her engines quits, it's going to have to come out of an offering. If she needs somebody to refire the furnace, hey, it's going to have to come out of offering. We need to understand that the, the tithe is supposed to come off the top. It's, it's what we bring into the storehouse. But the offering is an over and abundance that comes out of the heart. Okay? What do I want to do for God? Because the tithe is not mine to start with. That's, that's off the top. And I teach, I've been trying to teach and, and show our grandchildren well, granddaddy, what, what's a tithe? That's okay. How much money you got? How, well, I got $10. That's okay. Write it down. Write it down. One, zero, point, zero, zero. Got $10. Okay. Just move the decimal point one place to the left, and that'll tell you exactly what, what belongs to God. That don't belong to you. Say, my goodness, the bigger the figure. When you move it, it grows and grows. Yes, it does. God continues to bless we sing a song, Make Me a Channel of Blessing. If I, if I had wrote that song, I'd probably say, Make Me a Funnel. You know, hey, great big opening. Fill it up. And, 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 hey, just let it keep going through. But you know what about that funnel? Some of us have a screen in the bottom of it. And, we, and it all don't get through like it's supposed to. So when it's all drained out, oh, look what I got left. Well, is it mine? Even... Even beyond the tithe, y'all ain't mine. I mean, it's what God has given. It's what God has blessed us with. And so, saved servants of God are willing to sacrifice. We're going to have a work day here Saturday, some even Friday. We're going to have to sacrifice. Hey, you're going to have to give up ball games. Oh, me. You're going to have to give up fishing. Oh, but the fish are biting. You're going to give up golfing. Oh, but it's so pretty. Who's first? That's what you and I to decide. As I read first in Matthew 6.33. You ought to remember, you ought to memorize that verse if you don't have it already in your crawl. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Right kind of living. That's that foundation. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And His righteousness and all these things will come in line. Listen, I promise you on the authority of God's Word, if you and I are willing to sacrifice, He'll make time for you to go golfing, to go fishing, to go hunting, to go to ball games and what have you. But you've got to be willing to sacrifice. I want to be a good steward of my time that God gives me. And I think about it, time-wise, how much do I have? Don't know, but the Lord knows. I want to be a good steward of the money that He's blessed us with. You know, I think about every, every penny that comes through my pocket. You know, He put it there. He put it there. And I owe Him a part of it. He put it there. I believe there's a song about He put it there somewhere. in tomorrow. You've heard it? Never heard it. I'm going to get it for you because I've heard it. 
I've heard it, and I heard it sung as a solo. You heard it too, didn't you, Lance? Oh, my goodness. That was it. That I know where it was. It was down at Owen, South Carolina, where I preached in the cowboy church, and this old boy sang. And he, he, he made mention of all kinds of things, and the bottom line was, he put it there. He said, I have a home in heaven because I've invited Jesus into my heart. Because he put it there. Hey, whatever you got in your pocket tonight, he put it there. Are you going to hang on to it? Oh, I might need it. You don't think God knows you, what your needs are? What does it say in the book? He will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by, through Christ Jesus. Can't beat the program, can you? Can't beat the person either. And you won't beat his power. When he, when you're plugged into him and you're willing to be a good steward of all that you have, not just necessarily our money, but all that we have, he has promised to bless us. He is obligated to bless this church if we will band together and be good stewards and be good under roars and be good servants of God. He's promised to bless. Father, thank you for the night. Thank you for the evening. Thank you for those who've come this way. Father, thank you for your holy word. Speak to our hearts and have your will and way, Lord. It's not what I want here. It's what do you want? What do you want out of me? And Lord, if I get in the way, you, you fix me where I'll get out of the way. In Jesus' name, amen.